Hey queen, I'm Vieira Miles and this is the Holistic Sister Circle podcast, a show where we hear the stories of soulful women all over the world dedicated to sharing insight into why holistic health is the future and what women should do today to ensure they have the necessary tools and resources to bring out their inner royal roots, assess their body and remedy any illness from the comfort of their home. Y'all, we are setting the royal record straight, okay? If you'd like to connect with us further, you can follow us at The Holistic Sister Circle on Instagram and join the Holistic Sister Circle Facebook group for live interviews, collaborative Q&A, and exclusive training on how to build your wellness dream team. Now, let's dive in to this week's episode. See you on the other side. I am so excited to have Susan here with us today. Uh, Susan has such an amazing background as well. She has been successfully engaged in health and well-being, teaching, coordination, facilitating, coaching, leadership, and research activities for nearly over 30 years. Oh my gosh, we have so much to talk about today. Um, in the New Zealand area, she is the creator of the Universal Wellbeing Model and Universal Wellbeing Evaluation Tool, which she uses to support others to enhance their universal well-being globally. Well, Susan, I am so honored to have you on the Holistic Sister Circle today. And for us to start off, can you tell us a little bit about who was Susan as a child? Who was Susan as a child? Well, uh, I'm the absolute stereotype New Zealander. I grew up on a large sheep and cattle farm at the bottom of the South Island and uh, I had horses and so my life was quite amazing living on a farm, going fishing, riding my horse and going to a little tiny country school with 20 students in it. So uh, that's a long way from where I am today. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. I would have, look, I didn't even ask these questions when we first met. So this is great. Wow. What do you say has been, what would you say has been a pivotal moment for you in your transition from where you were as a child to really discovering what you wanted to do as an adult? Well, it's interesting. I got into my senior years at high school and, uh, all of my friends were applying to become teachers. And uh, back then, becoming a teacher was a very difficult thing to do in New Zealand. They selected about one person in 20. I was very young, but I thought, well, I want to go where my friends are, so I'm going to apply for teaching too. Uh, Strange thing was, I got into teaching and my friends didn't. So I ended up going off to train as a teacher, really wondering what I'd got into. Um, In my family, I have a family of teachers. My grandmother, who I never met, was a teacher, but there was always this regard for education. And I remember in the second week of my training, uh, they sent us out to a school and I ended up in a school with a very interesting uh, deputy principal who said, "Uh, Susan, do you want to have a go? And I said, what do you mean? And he said, well, I'll be sick for the next two days and you can take over the class. And I said, oh, I'd love to do that. So that is what happened. Um, At the end of those two days, I knew I'd spend my life in teaching and facilitating and and helping people to learn. I was very, very clear. So, But I also had this enormous list of things I couldn't do. 
I wasn't very good at it and I needed to, you know, work on to actually be um, a good teacher and facilitator. So that was absolutely life changing for me because, you know, working with children, working with students, working with the teachers, I knew this, this is my happy place. Um, and it was really, um, it was wonderful to get that clarity. Um, so many people I worked with and trained with uh, never ever had that clarity and often, you know, left teaching or didn't finish just because it was so, so, so challenging. Mm. Wow, that's amazing. And it's so funny because my story is like the complete opposite. I remember when I was in college and we had to stand in front of the class and give a presentation and I was like sweating like uncontrollably I was sweating under my armpits I was sweating like everywhere and I froze and I was just like so in awe because I was like oh my gosh I don't want to do this presentation so it's so funny how you know that kind of transpired to where we are today but um, that's Mm. amazing Well, it was students that, like you that made me fall in love with teaching because when you when you saw those kind of responses, you wanted to be able to support those people to blossom and become confident. And, and I'm true. a change addict. I'm, I'm addicted to supporting people to make the kind of positive changes they want to make. I love that. I love that. What would you say has been really an aha moment for you? Like, over your span of 30 years, just facilitating and training and teaching, what have you known to be really like the common denominators for those who were either have worked for, with you in the past um, or who would like to work with you now? What would that aha moment be? I think one of the most exciting things I like is is people who are really keen to move forward and change and develop. Um, you know, I find it really, really energizing, but I'll also say in some ways my energy triples uh, when you meet the people who are reluctant and who don't want to make a change, but maybe are facing the most horrendous life situations where, you know, maybe if they don't change, they die, you know. So, so over my lifetime of work working with some of those people who are kind of really stuck and have ceased to hope or believe there's any other way for them um, those are the people for whom I guess my passion and my energy really grows because you know you can be uh, potentially that person who who is a catalyst in the lives of those people Right. That's so true. I was actually listening to a sermon earlier as well, and it talked about just business expansion and knowing that sometimes you are a door for someone um, and doors don't have to necessarily come in just, you know, forms of an actual door, but sometimes they come in forms of people. And either that person is meant to help push you to the next level or they're meant to just connect you with someone who can. And I just, you know, I thought about that because I remember just within my journey um, when I had decided to say, okay, enough is enough. And I want to learn more about alternative medicine. The person, the door was actually Mm. a friend of mine who knew nothing about alternative medicine, but she led me into, you know, the people who could actually help. So I just think that's so powerful. Now, Mm. when it comes to, you know, just your experience as well um, over the years. 
what do you feel like has been something that people can truly like if they were to have practical steps right now like what yes. would those steps look like to truly make a change especially with the type of work that you do mm. well in the work that i'm doing right now um this universal well-being evaluation tool is really about supporting people who are in exactly the situation you're talking about. A lot of us live our lives and we're quite content and we go about similar things each day. We have our habits, but we often have a sense that there's something better, that, that we want to lift it up. We want to move from just getting through each day and surviving to actually thriving. So one of the things that happens when people do our uh, universal well-being evaluation is they get the status of the 70 factors that influence the state of your well-being. And mm. so for people, it's an opportunity. They just do the questionnaire. There's, you know, it's very confidential and it's really them talking to and looking at themselves. So the questionnaire takes people through all these different topics related to their social relationships, their physical well-being, their intellectual, the way they're thinking and learning. It looks at their ethnic and cultural background, what's happening, what they know there, looks at their emotional state, and then it looks at the spiritual element. What do they you know, believe and value? What's the attitude? And so over the time they do the questionnaire, many people say it's like looking at my whole life. And that's kind of what it does. And then what they end up with is seeing what's really helping their well-being, helping them to live and enjoy their lives. But they can also identify areas that might need a bit of modification. <clears throat> or some of them will also discover here are some things I just need to change. This is really damaging my well-being. And so then they've got an opportunity to look at those things and to work with a facilitator, or some people just do it by themselves, to actually begin shifting the things that are maybe holding them back. But sometimes people change their lives by just getting even better at the great stuff. Um, so it can happen either way. Um, and that is just amazing. I've seen incredible transformations just from people actually going through this. Um, you know, one story I have is about a person I worked with for about 10 weeks and introduced them to this model. And this person went off antidepressants. They lost 10K. They actually took a previous abusive employer to court and won, and they wow. got a great new job. And I was just, and this person just learned about that. And then they would come and ask questions, but they really did it themselves. And they said, what made the difference was just understanding how this this stuff works. And once you understand it, you can begin to take control of it and, and to shift and change it so that you improve your life and you begin to get a sense of I'm in control here. And you can always get help for the bits that are maybe a bit of a mystery to you. Right. No, this is so, so good. Um, wow, that's incredible. So can you talk a, a little more about what actually your program is? You know, what is it that people are going to be getting um, out of the program and how do they know if they need it? 
Right. Well, the two places that people generally meet us, one is they meet us to learn about the universal well-being model. And we do these uh, free hour webinars just explaining it, um, which anyone can come to. Uh, but then some people choose to actually do a universal well-being evaluation. And so they go online and or they work with one of our facilitators and they actually go through the questionnaire and then they actually get a report, which is about their well-being. And it's very personal, it's very confidential. And then they can see, you know, where am I actually? Um, we're doing research around this and it's interesting. We just continually hear from people, this was like holding up a mirror. This is so accurate. Like some part of my subconscious knows this, but until I actually saw the report, I kind of was just, you know, messing with the stuff and, and wanting to change. But now, actually, I can see it. Um, wow. So it often really resonates with people. And a lot of people say just doing the questionnaire is like running a review of your whole life and, and where you're at today. Um, Lots of people, you know, they can get one result and six months later, their grandma dies, they lose their job, you know, they get COVID and suddenly it can look quite different and they ha can have different challenges. So the state of our well-being is, um, it's dynamic. It's, it's changing depending on what's happening. But what's great about understanding this model is you start to see what's coming in that's making you change, um, what's having this impact on you, and that is really transformative. No, I actually, I love that you said that because I was just on a call with a friend a couple days ago, and she was telling me how over these last couple of weeks, she's been feeling very anxious. And she mm. had said, you know, I don't, I don't know exactly where it's coming from, but as I continue to write down my to-do list of all of the things that I need to do, it just seems like there's wow. always something else that I have to get done and I can never yes. get everything done at once. So I had recommended for her that she really focus wow. on understanding why she's anxious, because normally it has something more to do with what's, what, you know, maybe there's a pattern that you didn't handle yes. years ago that is just showing up in a different way. And I know there's so mm -hmm. many people who are listening to who may suffer from anxiety or, um, you know, it could be stress related. It could be depression as well. But for someone who's like super anxious, how can this evaluation really benefit them in a way where they want to be consistent with it? Well, I think one of the things it shows up, you know, as in the case of the friend you're talking about, is if we have this drive and we have all these things which we're pushing ourselves to do, um, behind everything that's pushing is something pushing. And so for someone like your friend, it's good to look at what is behind that person pushing. And, and I've been on a similar journey to your friend. I've been a person who's felt driven all my life and, you know, now only in the last couple of years have I come to understood something I, I would have completely discarded, that there was a level of neglect in my own upbringing. And what that left me was always the sense that I wasn't good enough or I needed to do more. And once I unpacked that, I stopped having 
uh, like your friend, these endless lists, which I didn't get to the end of, even if I worked seven days, and I started to do things like make a few self-care rules. I'm only going to put four to six things on my list each day. And when I finished, if it's 10 o'clock in the morning or 10 o'clock at night, I just stop. And then my weekends, no, these are going to be full of things that make me feel good. So you start taking some steps around self-care. And often when we reduce what we're doing, we do a better job of those things. And mm. we get the time to think about where is this coming from? Right, um, right. So I think what this this questionnaire does with a lot of people is it shows them what they're doing now, but this is where the discussion after the report is really helpful about, you know, if there are some really bad flags in there, what's driving them? We need to unpick them. And that's where one of our coaches can help. Or sometimes there's experts people need to go to. Um, you know, maybe you've got massive money problems and you really need to talk to someone in budgeting and budgeting and get that under control to reduce your anxiety. You know. So it's often gives us quite practical things to work on. I love that. I'm like, oh, I need I need this evaluation. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, Susan, you sold me. <laughs> you can have one free anytime. <laughs> oh, thank you. Um, no, this is awesome. So within the evaluation, okay, after they've completed it and yes. now they know exactly what it is that they need to focus on, they work and work on yes. and they're like, okay, I want, you know, I now want to work on these things. How long yes. does it take for someone to see a transformation? I know you talked about one person about 10 weeks. Is that pretty average? I know, of course, every person is different, but what does that look like? I think it depends. Like. The, these evaluations can show up all sorts of things like um, I can think of a situation where one evaluation showed up for a man that he just wanted to have more physical contact and relationship with his partner and that was really the only thing that showed up as really impacting him and his well-being and so um, his coaching was very quick and it was around communicating, beginning to communicate, um, beginning to do the things that he did at the start of the relationship, opening up about this to his partner. And again, something changed very, very quickly. Whereas we've also had other people who um, we, we can identify sometimes people who, for example, might be hiding the, the fact that they're thinking about not being here that they've got some kind of suicidal ideation. And in those cases, uh, we would move those people immediately to uh, clinical supports to make sure there was immediate support for that person and, and solve that area first. Um, and then working with them as they needed. Because sometimes, occasionally, issues will turn up that are much more serious. And maybe the person has a subconscious awareness but it hasn't quite filtered through to actually I'm I'm really getting starting to get a bit serious about this and so these are the kinds of things that come to light um, very interesting questionnaire we did with one person was this person's entire life and their well-being was sitting around the fact that they'd been adopted it was a closed adoption 
they had no blood family members anywhere. They'd spent 20 years trying to uncover records and unpack this, but this had become the biggest impact on their well-being. This was the mystery that needed to be solved. You know, where where are my roots? Where do I come from? And and the journey, you know, we were able to support this person to work with some people through DNA and other things to actually solve what had just really become an obsession for that person. And that they didn't go through any days without thinking, I am incomplete. You know, there's something wrong with me that I was got rid of. And, you know, so all of these things um, just subsumed their life. But if you met this person, you know, they're a strong senior professional in a, in a very good job. But this was what was happening in terms of their well-being underneath the surface. Wow, that's just incredible. So I know we've covered so much in just a short span of time, but if someone were looking to just work with you or connect with you further, what does that process look like? So it's very easy. They can call us on the phone, even though we're in New Zealand. Uh, so they can, they can call us on New Zealand's number is 64, and then it's a 7834-0451, or they can just email us. So people email us at admin at nzcdi.ac.nz and they will be given all information. Usually someone will call them if they have a quick question, uh, but these evaluations, people can do them for $150. They're, they're very quick to do, they're very painless, but they really help people to get clear. Um, get clarity and sometimes it's just a confirmation actually I'm doing great there's a couple of little things to work on but you know generally I'm tracking in the right direction I love that well thank you so much for your time Susan today this has been phenomenal uh, I'm sure everyone has gotten a lot out of it as well as so did I and uh, yeah I'm so super grateful to have you on the show thanks V nice to be here <laughs> oh Queen, thank you so much for tuning in. It truly warms our heart that you're taking the time out of your day to connect with us. If you'd like to connect with our guests further, you can find their information located in the description section of this episode. And if you found this episode helpful, share with another queen and don't forget to connect with the Holistic Sister Circle on Instagram and Facebook. And until next week, stay blessed. Mwah.